Strategic Air Command. This is monitoring station Delta Tango Foxtrot. Do you read? Roger that. What's your status? We've got a low-flying object on radar, uh, 50 miles due west, traveling towards our position. Do you have any information on the payload? Mm, looks like it's mostly bills, along with a birthday card from Grandma and a few Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. Copy that. Looks like an early delivery today. Have ground crews prep the recycling bins. Notify command if the card has any money in it. Hey everyone, welcome back to Points for Trying, the show where we celebrate ideas and inventions that didn't change the world, but will hopefully brighten your day. I'm Brandon. And I'm Jessica. And today we'll be talking about missile mail, for when it absolutely, positively must be delivered with a gun. The concept behind missile mail is pretty straightforward. If a missile can deliver a bomb, why not use it to deliver other things? In fact, the idea had been proposed as early as the 1810s. In Germany, author Heinrich von Kleist, maybe, theorized that with a battery of cannons and artillery shells designed to hold letters, a message could be delivered 180 miles from Berlin to Breslau in half a day. In 1936, a group of quote-unquote rocket enthusiasts in Texas attempted the first international rocket mail delivery. And by that I mean they packed letters into a homemade rocket and shot it across the Rio Grande. And this is kind of a heartwarming story. It's, you know, a, a couple of, like, neighborhood kids and, and enthusiasts got together and were like, we're going to use rockets to deliver the mail. And it's like cardboard tubes packed with gunpowder. And they just, you know, technically committed an act of war against a foreign power but really you know they they shot some rockets across a river that's awesome i mean good on them for for thinking outside the box but actually this goes back to what we were talking about with the helica where the helica was everything in that time frame was everything aerospace right so oh, yeah everything was made to look like a plane or use that new technology and here we've we've moved on to the rockets and mm. everything is supposed to be going to space and you know we've got these new rockets and and we're all excited about the space race and so it makes total sense yeah you know i kind of also see like a modern parallel to this with those like gender reveal parties where they like explode a bunch of like blue or pink powder and start California on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Where I think like, you know, in both of these, there's an element of what's an excuse for us to play with explosives. I think the problem is that we took away cap guns. We had these little explosions all the time. We were happy with them. It scared you cap guns and then we got rid of them. So now we have to explode bigger things. Yeah. People are just not getting their let me explode something aggression out so it gets pent up until they uh, accidentally start a forest fire. Have you ever done model rockets? Oh, yes. I loved model rockets. They are fun. I never found mine in a shape that I could still 
redo the the rocket part and send it back up again, but it made junior high fun. <laughs> My favorite one, uh, not because it was a success, but because it was fun, was I made a, a, a two-stage rocket where the, the first stage shot it up, but then there was a bit of a delay, so it started pointing down by the time the second stage lit. So then it like it just went up and then just whoosh. Came down really fast. Yeah, we, fu- we found it broken in half and sticking out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. You know, had I, had I put a letter in there, we could have been famous. Rocket mail. <laughs> Rocket mail. This was all small stuff, but in 1959, the post office wanted to deliver some serious mail. And for that, they needed some serious firepower. Specifically, a Regulus nuclear-capable cruise missile packed with 3,000 letters and launched from the deck of a submarine. Because of course it would be nuclear. It was 1959. Why not take advantage of it? It goes back to what I've been saying. (laughs) It was technology. Let's do something with it. Yeah, I mean, we've got nuclear cruise missiles. We don't have any reason to use them right now, but we still want to. So what if we put some mail in it? What is the best way we can use nuclear technology and not actually start a war with the USSR? (laughs) So what they did is uh, they basically stationed a submarine, you know, 100 miles offshore and then launched it to the the land. And I am going to give you one guess as to what state they shot it at. Florida man. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Florida man. I think that ups the danger a little because there is the uh, chance that if someone in Florida sees this uh, flying around, they're just going to try and shoot it down. The biggest problem about doing this in Florida is if you overshot and got it into the swamp, alligators were going to get your mail. (laughs) Nobody can go get it then. They'll all be eaten alive. Right. Well, that was my idea for gator mail, where you just strap it to the back of a gator and let the gator crawl its way through the swamp to wherever it's going. It's a little slower. It's a little slower. (laughs) This first test was technically a success. The missile survived its 22-minute, 100-mile flight from the USS Barbaro to the Naval Air Station on the Florida coast. The postal payload, which consisted solely of souvenir letters commemorating the event itself, reached its final destination safely. Those involved had high hopes with the Postmaster General saying at the time, Before man reaches the moon, mail will be delivered within hours from New York to California, to Britain, to India, or Australia by guided missiles. We stand on the threshold of rocket mail. So the Postmaster General is saying that mail will be delivered within hours, but eventually that was kind of the case with fax machines and email not hours, I mean, a lot faster than hours, but he knew that the future was speed. Well, and he even knew that the future was Rocket Mail because there is an email service called Rocket Mail. Is there really? Well, it appears to be defunct, but it was an actual email service. That is fascinating. But alas, the days of being aerially bombarded by junk mail, instead of just figuratively bombarded, never came to be. This was the beginning and end of the nuclear-capable USPS. And it's highly likely that the Department of Defense never really cared about mail delivery in the first place, 
and just wanted an excuse to publicly demonstrate the accuracy of its missiles. What are your thoughts on the uh, Regulus, I hope I'm saying that right, Regulus, Regulus cruise missile? It kind of almost looks like a, a tiny airplane with no cockpit. I think it's adorable. <laughs> I mean, look at that. That is that is just cute. It's a, it's a cute little uh, cute little missile that can level an entire city. Wait, that says Navy. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they're launched off of submarines, so I guess it's a Navy thing. I don't know. But it was a nuclear-capable Navy United States Postal Service collaboration. Well, the the Postal Service didn't make the missile. They just used a, a cruise missile that had already been designed for for nuking cities. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense that the the USPS didn't like suddenly develop an entire R&D <laughs> side. <laughs> I know we're here to get your mail to you no matter what, but also research and development. Oh, as fun as that would have been, the post office never had an aerospace division. They should have missed out on an opportunity there. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Look at that thing. Yeah, which this kind of begs the question... Because, you know, we keep saying rocket missile. This is a, a cruise missile, so it's powered by a jet engine, and it has wings, uh, and it can actually land on a runway. So at what point is this just what we would call a drone today, or just, you know, a pilotless airplane? An unmanned aerial vehicle. Yeah. What's interesting is you said that's a cruise missile. Mm -hmm. I wonder if all cruise missiles are that cute, because that's a really cute missile. Um, let's see. I think the only other cruise missile I know is the Tomahawk. I thought you were going to say the Tom Cruise missile. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, how how cute is the is the Tomahawk? It's not as cute, but it's still, I don't know. That is much less adorable. It's cute. It's cute. It gets points for trying, but it's not as adorable as the male the male one. Yeah, the uh, the other one, you know, kind of has this like stubby little wings and this cute little uh, cigar shaped body and the tail fin. And better artistry. If you look mm. at that, there's actually something drawn on there. I would like to note the first airmail service between the U.S. and Europe started in 1939, uh, which was a full 20 years before this missile mail test which means there had already been frequent airmail service before they're like, yeah, let's use these missiles. I guess overnight wasn't fast enough? I mean, I guess. But also this missile has a range of 600 miles. So, like, I don't think they're, you know, they're not going to get it to all the way to Europe anyway. I wonder if majority of failed inventions fail because there is an inherent danger to them that just cannot be overcome, such as accidentally shooting down a legitimate plane with your missile of souvenir mail. Yeah, well, maybe some inventions fail like this one because it was too awesome and we just couldn't handle it. We were not cool enough for it. As we said, the only things that were ever sent out with missile mail was a letter talking about how historic the first missile mail ever was. So a, a lot of the sailors aboard the submarine got to keep this as a souvenir. Your receipt of this letter marks a historic milestone in the use of guided missiles for communications between the people of the Earth. 
It represents, too, the close cooperation of Secretary of Defense McElroy, the Department of Defense, and the Post Office Department in utilizing scientific advances for peaceful purposes. The great progress being made in guided missilery will be utilized in every practical way in the delivery of the United States mail. You can be certain that the Post Office Department will continue to cooperate with the Defense Department to achieve this objective. And we, of course, know now that they never did. Goodness. Okay, also, I really, really like that they use N historic and peoples of the Earth. It makes it sound so, like, uplifting, like, as soon as we start shooting mail across the air with missiles, we'll have finally become one human family. What is fascinating is that on the picture of this letter... There's a symbol in the top left-hand side that says Post Office Department, United States of America, and it is a man on a horse, which is probably a throwback to the Pony Express. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Missile Mail. Missile Mail! As much as it's a bad idea, it still seems so cool. Must because missiles are cool. That's true. That cute little bugger. A cute little, what an adorable little missile. I feel like you want to pinch its cheeks. Yes, if if it still existed, I would. <laughs> All right, time for the ad break. Mm-hmm. Today's episode of Points for Trying is brought to you by Planet Express Delivery Company. Do you need to make a suspicious delivery to a hostile alien world? Did other delivery companies call your job too dangerous or illegal? Well, at Planet Express, we call that business as usual. We'll deliver to the far reaches of the cosmos at a reasonable price. How do we do it? Simple. We don't worry about things like safety regulations or minimum wage laws. And we pass the savings on to you. Planet Express. Our crew is replaceable. Your package isn't. The idea of shooting mail through the air metaphorically crashed and burned. But in the late 1800s, postal delivery was just like grunge music in the 90s. Underground. If you've ever been to a bank drive through that used those pneumatic tubes to carry your money to and from the teller, you have a good idea of how this works. Mail is packed into an airtight canister, and then air pressure forces the whole package down an underground pipe and into a receiving station. I mean, we all know that the internet is basically a series of tubes, but this is literally a series of tubes. <laughs> In the days before automobiles, pneumatic mail was a fast and effective method of transporting letters in between post offices in the same city. At its peak, New York City, Philadelphia, Boston, and Chicago all had underground mail networks. New York City had over 50 miles of mail pipe connecting 23 post offices, with one even traveling over the Brooklyn Bridge. I was thinking about it today, and the pneumatic tube is the thing that I miss the most about going with my mom to the bank. Because you do the drive-through from the bank, and they would always put the little suckers in the tube for you. Oh, <laughs> Most of the systems used an 8-inch diameter pipe, which struck a balance between carrying capacity and ease of handling the canisters. However, larger diameter systems were proposed, 
which would have allowed the transport not only of letters, but packages and maybe even humans. That was the goal of Chicago inventor Joseph Stotzel, who demonstrated his idea of pneumatic freight transport by putting his son into one of the canisters for a photo op. Yeah, this was supposedly to kind of like prove how safe it was. But putting your kid in in your invention does not prove it's a safe invention. It just proves you're a bad parent. He said, well, I can make another kid if I need to. If it was really safe, he would have gotten in himself. Uh, This was the early 1900s. Maybe that kid's just lucky he's not working in a factory. (laughs) He actually probably does work in a factory. His dad just brought him back to do this photo op and then go back to to the office. Yeah, that's why he looks so thrilled. He got the day off. He looks dead. (laughs) <laughs> there's just no other way to put it yeah i mean it this this whole thing does kind of look like a coffin you know a, a half half of a pipe really like cut so the the top half is open and he's just straight in there like with his arms at his sides it it, it does look like like he's about to be buried at sea <laughs> i love this idea I think this is way better than the missile thing. It It's so much like those transport tubes from uh, Futurama where there's just like these these tubes like twisting all throughout the city and like you step in one and it's like whoosh and you like just shoot out somewhere else. Uh, this is probably where they got the idea. Didn't the Jetsons have that too? Oh yeah, the, the Jetsons had it too, yeah. This must have been a, a, a pretty common uh, fantasy for people. I, wanna, I don't want to sit in traffic. I would just want to get shot through a tube i really want the life that the jetsons promised me flying cars shoot yourself through the pneumatic tubes so that you have easy and quick delivery of yourself and robots and everything's that cool art deco style i have absolutely zero outfits that have just a a metal ring around the pants leg like he has i don't have any either and that's my greatest regret in life (laughs) not enough metal on your pants legs Got it. But in a city where this is well established and people, you know, can just send things through the underground pipes, do you think businesses would start selling their things in cylinder-shaped packages? Probably, yeah. Like everything comes in a round box. I'm, I'm envisioning a whole bunch of bowling balls. No, octagons, like an octagonal prism so that you could stack them on top of each other. Uh, but they fit really well in the cylinder, like a Toblerone. <laughs> like if you buy a pack of Toblerones, they're all like, you know, bundled together in like a little octagon. Right. Or hexagon or whatever. Like these are, those are just perfect built for being able to put them in, in those canisters and then send them through pneumatic mail. They're also perfect built to be put into my tummy because they are delicious. Uh, There is an alternate timeline where, like, Switzerland won World War II, and we are all just sending Toblerones through underground pneumatic tubes. I think that might be the best multiverse out there. I really hope that ends up being the next Doctor Strange movie. Despite pneumatic mail's early success, there were some significant drawbacks. Between excavating city real estate and keeping air compressors running, It was never the cheapest way to deliver letters, but with the advent of automobiles, it was also no longer the fastest. The far simpler method of just put it all in the back of a truck, one out in the end, and New York City shot its last can of mail through the ground in 1953. 
Yeah, would you have guessed that these kept running until the 50s? I mean, probably. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But also, I mean, New York traffic is notoriously terrible. So it actually, at least in New York, and maybe even in parts of Atlanta, doesn't feel like it would be cheaper to put it in a truck. Well, maybe cheaper, but definitely not faster. I mean, yeah, maybe it's an idea that could come back uh, in some really high traffic cities. Also, depending on how you power the air compressors, it could be considered green instead of using fossil fuels to fuel the truck to move the package, sending it through a mnemonic tube that has a renewable energy source powering the air compressors would be a lot greener. Uh, Before we move on to potential improvements, I have to mention and uh, give a shout out to the New York Times uh, that has a really good write-up about New York's system, and they called it the Underground Mail Road, (laughs) and I love it. I don't know if that gets a groan or a chuckle or a wah-wah-wah-wah. I am so angry that I didn't come up with that. It's very punny. I think if I were to invent this system and patent it, I would call it Mole Mail. You could have a little mascot that's a little mole. (laughs) Yes. So we talked about uh, missile mail and underground mail. You can send mail through the air or through the ground. What do you think these would look like if we modernized these and, and tried to come up with some improvements? Well, I think that missile mail would be a lot more destructive if we tried to modernize it. But I think that underground mail could be made to be more green, maybe go alongside already existing roadways so that you don't actually have to dig out whole new infrastructure. I think it could come back. Yeah, I've actually got an idea Uh, because you mentioned using existing infrastructure. What is almost everywhere in modern cities? McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wrong. (laughs) Sewers. Oh, yeah. Now we don't need to pressurize the tubes. That's that's kind of a, an inefficient way to, to send things around because the whole tube has to be pressurized. But what if like really small robots, they crawl around the storm drains and then when it comes time to deliver their package, they pop out and they drop it on your porch. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, sh- yeah, yeah. Also, you could maglev it, have the magnets push it off little maglev trains ferrying your stuff around or, you know, robot dogs just crawling around the sewers. Or TMNT. (laughs) Yeah, maybe turtles would be good because they're kind of flat. So like robot turtles, you could put whatever stuff you were mailing in their their shell and then they could flap around the, the sewers in the water and then, you know, they're flat enough to just crawl right out of the storm drain. So let's see, we have gator mail and turtle mail. I don't think either one of these is going to get anywhere fast. Well, you know, it's not fast, but we're we're taking cars off the road. <laughs> and replacing them with turtles. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Maybe, um, just hear me out, Amazon shell. <laughs> I have an idea for missile mail, too. I think where they went wrong is they weren't thinking big enough. Uh, You know, if you're delivering mail shorter distances, you're just going to put it on an airplane. But let's say you literally need to deliver something to literally the other side of the world. 
Well, now we have intercontinental ballistic missiles that can strike basically anywhere in the world. So if we use those to deliver packages, I mean, that that is literally, you know, from New York to Hong Kong in a couple of hours. Wait a minute. Question. Mm-hmm. Technically, if you sent mail to the International Space Station, wouldn't that be rocket mail? Uh, yeah, that would. So maybe it hasn't gone away. It's just changed forms. Maybe. I don't know if they get actual letters, but they do get email. So that would be a, a rocket mail as well. Especially if it was actually rocket mail. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into our final thoughts. Do they get points for trying? You go first. Uh, missile mail gets one point for being the most American way that you could ever deliver something instead of like, I don't know, writing a message on a bullet. That's the most American way, probably, but this is the second most. <laughs> and it gets uh, another point because it's a weird story involving Florida, and I love those. Everybody loves those. Those are fantastic. Uh, I think that Missile Mail gets a point for being the cutest rocket. You know, the the other rockets are going to hear you. <laughs> well, I, I stand by my statement. Guess what, Patriot Missile? You're not the cutest. <laughs> also, I think it gets a point because it's not very often that you see the Department of Defense and the Postal Service collaborating on a project together. And I really like to see that sort of intragovernmental cooperation. What about underground mail? So underground mail gets one point for not making traffic worse. It gets a point for working even when there's a blizzard. And I think it gets another point for inspiring some of the, the wackier Futurama scenes where, where people are kind of zipping around the city in these tubes. I can see that. Even though it's not exactly underground, male I too will give it a point for pop culture. I give it a point for being something that could potentially come back and be a greener way of delivering mail. I, I think that's it. I think for me it gets two points. Uh, it almost loses a point for that guy trying to send his son through a pneumatic tube, but <laughs> we won't hold all of the underground mail responsible for this one man who's a bad father. <laughs> To be fair, we never met that kid. Maybe that kid's a real asshole. <laughs> and that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. And remember, if at first you don't succeed, tell us about it.